Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're sitting down with Sarah Keller. Alongside her husband, Matt, Sarah is the founding and co-lead pastor of the multi-site Next Level Church in Fort Myers, Florida. She has a passion for equipping women to fulfill their God-given purpose, and today she'll share some insights from her leadership journey thus far in the areas of fear, forgiveness, and perseverance. So leaders, lean in and let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Avail Podcast. I got my little intro music going. I'm sitting down with an amazing leader. Hey, if you're new, my name is Virgil Sierra. I'm the lead pastor of Vertical Church, Iglesia Vertical, and your host for The Avail Podcast. And I'm sitting down with an amazing leader, an amazing friend. She is the co-lead and founding pastor of Next Level Church in Fort Myers, Florida, Sarah Keller. Pastor Sarah, it's so good to be here with you. How you doing? Oh, Pastor Virgil, it is an honor to be with you and the Avail family. I'm doing great. I just love what you all are doing to move the kingdom forward and just super excited that we can have this conversation and just keep partnering together. So it's a privilege. Yes, it's going to be a great conversation for all of you who are connecting right now, whether you're listening to the podcast on audio, you're watching the YouTube video or however you're consuming this. I'm going to encourage you to lean in because Pastor Sarah has some great insights and some great leadership uh, experience. My wife and I have had the privilege of of admiring and observing Matt and Sarah and the whole Next Level Church family for many years now. And Sarah, I'm excited to be here. You know what I'd like for you to do to share a little bit about yourself uh, for anybody who's getting to know you for the first time here on the Avail podcast. Uh, well, a little bit about me. I grew up a small town in a small town in Indiana. I was a pastor's kid. I gave my life to Jesus when I was five years old at a vacation Bible school. Come on, shout out BBS. I uh, just always had a heart to follow Jesus, but I almost walked away from him in eighth grade. And I think my parents saw me kind of going down the wrong road. And so they panicked and were like, we got to get this girl on the missions field. So they took me on a trip to Monterey, Mexico. And honestly, that's where God just made himself so real. For the first time, it was like God was my God. This wasn't just church. It wasn't my parents' God. And uh, it was just a miraculous moment. And so their prayers were answered on that trip. It was in a February. And then the very next month was March. And I invited one of my friends, his name was Matt Keller, to an Easter musical that, that our church had. And I was on the stage at the end when the pastor, who was my dad, was giving the salvation call. And I watched Matt lift his hand and say yes to Jesus. Wow! And I was like, he just gave his heart to Jesus. Um, And honestly, he came back the next night and raised it again. And I was like, oh, no, I need to teach him. You don't have to do it again. You know, Um, but it was just a radical transformation for him. And, uh, and it's so cool that it was like February that I had this radical transformation. And then the next uh, month he did. And then we just were really good friends. We were young and uh, on fire for Jesus. And that summer, we both went to a summer camp and both felt a call to ministry, to full-time ministry. And then we also became boyfriend and girlfriend. I was 14 years old at the time. And I thought um, that I knew a lot, but I didn't. I was only 14. (laughs) 
um, but fast forward the story, it was 1993. I was 15 years old. Um, and my boyfriend and I flew to Fort Myers, Florida with his parents on a spring break vacation. And, um, no lie, kid you not. Most people think we're making it up. We're not. Um, the plane landed. We had never been to Fort Myers, uh, Florida before. Never been to Southwest Florida. Plane landed. And my boyfriend looked at me and said, oh, we should start a church here someday. Wow. And I said, okay. <laughs> and, I, and then, you know, don't think it was too prophetic. Like at one point I was like, I mean, yeah, okay, great. Do you think there's a pool at the condo? I mean, you know, like, but it definitely was a seed that God planted in our heart. And nine years later, we did it. Uh, 24 and 26 years old. Uh, we moved uh, from the only home we'd ever known to Southwest Florida. We knew no one. We had nothing. Wow. And uh, we were alone, clueless, broke, <laughs> had an 18-month-old son, but we had a God-sized vision uh, for Southwest Florida, and God has done it um, and is still doing it. Uh, we just celebrated 20 years of ministry. We have three locations. We're under construction for our fourth right now, and uh, we also lead a network of churches where we're really able to help other people who felt like we did 20 years ago, who were clueless and alone and maybe even just needed friends. And so Matt and I have been together for 30 years now, 25 years married. We have two sons, Will, uh, who's 21 and is going to be a senior in college. Oh, that's crazy. Wow. Drew is 19. He just finished his freshman year. And uh, like you said, we lead the church together. It's like we grew up together in a lot of ways. And uh, so I'm just loving life and loving. We love pouring into leaders. So again, thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, this is great. I think one of the, I, I will also add, I think one of the great things that you guys are very exemplary at is leading together. Not, not every pastor couple is called to lead together yeah. not every pastor's wife maybe has the same calling or husband or vice versa but uh, what a beautiful thing when it is a together call that's something that uh, uh, we've observed in you my wife and I and in you and Matt and love loves watching you guys do it and teach about it uh, and model that so you know there's a lot of people watching Pastor Sarah <laughs> and you don't even it know about can it. be done you can stay in love and ministry you can work together serve his, uh, his kingdom and it can be done our, our yeah. kids love Jesus it's good. <laughs> That's very, very important. Okay. So I want to, as we were preparing for, for this podcast, you know, we always want to bring something of value to the pastors, to the ministry leaders, to the people that have influence in the community. That's our heart. And there's a few things that you kind of said, Hey, I want to touch on this. And so let's get right to it. I think a lot of times the enemy uses a spirit of fear to hold us back from everything that God has for us. And I know that's something that's been on your heart. Can you share a little bit or maybe a few examples of, of what this might look like for a leader? Yeah, I know for me, uh, just the spirit of fear uh, held me back for so long. And so I'm so passionate about us really understanding as Christ followers that mm. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, yeah. um, but a power, love and a sound mind. And, you know, it, it's wild to think about what we endured and what we saw, uh, especially during the pandemic. I mean, they're, right. Like if you want to think about a spirit of fear gripping yeah like the whole world. Um, that's really what was happening and add on to it, everything that was going on in our country. And, you know, and then as pastors, we're trying to navigate all this, right? Like afraid to say what we believe about racial reconciliation <laughs> and then saying the wrong thing. And then, you know, afraid that people are going to leave, uh, afraid that they won't like us and afraid of death. And I mean, afraid, afraid, afraid of freedom is just the spirit of fear. And, um, you know, fear as a leader and as uh, just Christ follower, 
followers can be so damaging. You know, it just, it grips our heart. Um, it mm-hmm. even grips our feet sometimes. Mm-hmm. I like to think about it that way. Like it grips our heart, but it also like holds our feet down. That means like whenever that spirit of fear comes on, we tend to just stop in our tracks, step yeah. back rather than step forward, you know, and it can, it can really hold us back from what God has for us. Cause we don't, I mean, we're all human, right? We don't yeah. want to be connected. We don't want to be abandoned. Of course. Like, so in the middle of all of that stuff, like even during the pandemic, it's so clear that that's, you know, a human response, but, um, but we've got to learn to, to move past that. Uh, recently, I heard Charlotte Gamble um, say that so many of us have a fear of heights right now. Mm. And it resonated so much with me. It's like this idea of during the pandemic, we all got lowered, like we got cut back. There were just some things there's like loss, grief, change, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. honestly, like some of it was healthy. I, I think some of it has been mm-hmm. kind of good, right? Like we stopped looking at all the, you know, all of the numbers just, or, you know, so yeah. there have been some things, right. That have been like sweet moments. Like we had 58 nights with our boys around the table every night eating dinner in a row. Like when is that ever going to happen? Like the, those were some really great things, but I think some of the the, the fear right now, though, is that it's like we got lowered, we got humbled, and some of it was healthy and good, but now it's almost like we're scared to move. Like mm. seeing leaders scared to move, it's that fear of heights. But I just really sense that God is doing a new thing. Like yeah. he saw that coming. He's doing a new thing in us as leaders. He's doing a new thing in the church. He's doing a new thing. And that means we've got to listen to his voice. That means we have to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And we really can't let fear hold us back. But I, I just sense right now that that's just a part of the enemy's tactic. Yeah. I think, you know, as I think about it, um, there's different types of fears and, 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 you know, you were just touching on the, on in these last couple of years, like if I do this, will these people still like me? Or if I don't do this, then will these other people not like me? Right. The fear of rejection, fear, fear of, of just, kind of feeling like we have to please everybody and as a leader, because as a leader, you care about everybody. You don't want anybody to feel let down. And, and I think I think sometimes, as especially as lead pastors, we, we kind of carry that that burden. Yeah, we I mean, we want people to like us, right? I mean, let's just be real. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but I think it goes to that deeper level when our motivation is mm-hmm. to- people. And that's what can hold us back, right? So if God's asking us to step out and buy that new property or, you know, step out in faith and launch mm-hmm. that new service or start that new thing. And, you know, and all of a sudden that, that fear grips us, it, it's going to hold us back. And we're thinking, what are they going to think? And where they gonna... it's like, wait, wait, we're not here to please man. We're here to please God, but we have to slow down enough to actually realize that that's what's happening. Otherwise that motivation will be so strong that that fear will actually either motivate or demotivate us when it comes to people pleasing. So I have been there, done that, you know, and just Mm -hmm. had of that people pleasing, ask God to keep healing me of it for sure. Yeah. You know, I I think there are, there are certain fears that may affect some people and not affect others, even just by what environment they grew up in. So here, I want to kind of tackle this for a second, depending on what type of environment someone grows up in, even the idea even the idea of being a woman in leadership, being a woman in a, in a lead leadership role can be challenging. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, oh, yeah. No, never had a challenge with that in my life. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, wow. Huge, huge fear in my life. I mean, honestly, Mm -hmm. I was so good with leading behind the scenes. Um, That's all I I ever wanted. I'm like, I'm good. I don't ever need a microphone. I actually don't (laughs) want it. Um, I'll just organize everything. I'll push everyone else forward, including my husband and every Mm -hmm. other man and even other women like you got this. But stepping out to speak, I'm like, nope. I'm good. I'm good. And um, the Holy Spirit really showed me uh, a moment in time uh, where God was asking me to step out. He was asking me to speak. And and so I was like, God, I'll do this, but I'm so afraid. Like I would go to do it and I'd be so scared that I'm like, I I mean, I, I wish that I could do this and not be so afraid every time I do it. Right. And so it's like, where is this coming from? And mm. the Holy Spirit really showed me a time where um, a leader that I loved and trusted had actually just talked about women a lot. Like, why do women have to be that way? Uh, why do women uh, 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 try and speak? Um, those kind of women. And the Holy Spirit just showed me that this was like a record that had been playing in my mind. And it created wow. a track of lies and um, in fear. And honestly, even the minute that that got revealed to me, I saw so many other times that it wasn't just that one leader. There were so many other moments. Maybe I'd be in a meeting or I'd be in passing and it would be like, oh, women, women, you know. And so I had to realize like that's the voice of man or woman, but that's that's the voice of people. Right. That's God's voice. And so, you know, I think for me, just really slowing down with my heart, because of course, I didn't want to feel that retribution. I didn't want to feel that rejection. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be the reason that people leave our church, right? Like, or yeah. be white. And, and, and I have a healthy fear of God. So I never want to be out of his will. God, if you don't want women to speak, I'm good for that. Like, you know, and so I had to actually seek God's word for myself. Mm-hmm. What God's word say. I had to do my own deep dive study into what God believes about women, how he created us, and then really let him heal those places where people had spoken either things over me or just about women and just really replace those lives with some truth and hear God's voice so that I could obey his word in confidence. Because sometimes you're like, okay, God, I'll obey, but I'm scared, right? And when I got the truth in, when I just felt that healing come, um, now I can speak, now I can lead, and I don't hear those voices. I'm not um, Mm. as scared. I'm not saying that I don't do things that the fear doesn't still kind of try and creep in, but it's nowhere near where it used to be. So it's it's been a big challenge for me that the Holy Spirit has really helped me overcome. That's good. At some point, I know you shared with me, you had an aha moment kind of, and this fearless leader phrase kind of popped up. Talk, unpack that for us. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd always thought about like fear as, okay, so if God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, then we're not supposed to have it. Right. So then when I would be afraid, I would be thinking that's not good. Like that's not like we shouldn't be like that. Right. And uh, I had this aha moment uh, one day while I was reading scripture and it was Psalm 56, three, where David says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it was such a freeing moment where I realized David was admitting, oh, yeah, I'm afraid all of the time. But his quick antidote was when I'm afraid, not if, but when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. And those 10 words were just revelatory for me. It was just a revelation that I needed. And I realized that being fearless is not the absence of fear. 
Yeah. It's actually coming face to face with our fear in choosing to trust God. So every time that I feel that fear come in, I have to choose to trust God in a different way. So I have to choose to trust that he's good. I have to choose to trust him at his word. I have to choose, you know, mm-hmm. choose to trust that he loves me, that he has a good plan for me, that even if my worst fear comes true, So like, even if I fail, even if I fall, even if it doesn't go how I'm hoping it goes, he's going to protect me. He loves me. He's there for me. And it was, it was, it was a revelation that I needed to understand that being fearless, it's not the absence of fear. It's just coming face to face to it and choosing to trust God. Mm. So I don't know, a couple of practical things that I do that might help, um, might help us as leaders. Um, I just pray. Sometimes when I feel that fear trying to come in, I just pray and ask the Holy Spirit, like, hey, I rebuke that fear. God, would you just replace it with love and power? Give me a sound mind. I'll get my journal out. You know, some mornings I'm waking up and I'm like, oh, I'm so nervous. I'm scared. What are we going to do? Okay. Get my journal out and just ask this question. What am I afraid of? What am I afraid of? Write it out. Sometimes it's wild and keep writing out until you can write no more. Like, here's all of the things I'm afraid of if I were to do that. What's the worst thing that could happen if my fear comes true, right? What is the very worst thing? Okay, we're supposed to start the second service. What's the worst thing? No one comes. Okay. Like what's what words worse than that? Some people leave our church. What's worse than that? I look like an idiot. What's worse than that? Right. Write it all out. Be real. Get real with God. Get real with yourself. And then when you get all of that stuff out, all of a sudden you go, okay. So if those things, even if all of that happened, then how would I continue to trust God? Like how, if, if it's true that perfect love will cast out all that fear, then in his love, how do I move forward? How do I move forward in faith? And so you just go, you know what? Even if that happens, even if nobody shows up, then I'll probably look at my husband and we'll laugh and go, (laughs) okay, should we try it again next week? Or should we just go back to one service? Right? Like it's okay. Everything is going to be good. And, and so that gives us the ability to logically face it and then go, okay, now, I'm going to rise up. I'm going to advance in faith and I'm going to do it. And maybe we're going to do it a little scared, but we're going to do it. We're going to have that courageous conversation with that person. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm scared to have that conversation. I don't know how to talk to my spouse about that. I don't know how to talk to my team about that. I don't know. Okay. But what's going to happen? Like move forward in that courageous conversation, make that decision. Don't be afraid. Like we really can be fearless when we make that decision to put our trust in God. So those are just a few practical things that I do too, to just kind of help combat that spirit of fear. I love that. By the way, that practical tip you just gave, gave is so good. I actually, we actually did that with our team, with our staff team, when we were about to kind of introduce something that was kind of like, ooh, what are we going to do? And it's crazy how just doing the exercise, okay, let, let's all, we kind of had access to this program where everybody can type in at the same time, right? So everybody type in what's the worst thing that could happen, right? And it's crazy how just walking through that, Yes. It demystified everything. Then we then we went to the opposite. What's the best thing that could happen? And then, yes. you know, so anyway, I, I love that you're getting practical here on this. Pastor. Yeah. Okay. So I want to shift gears a little bit um, to another area that we talked about in preparation for this. And, and, and you, you kind of talked about it's, it can be a very challenging thing for pastors and leaders, especially in this season, the issue of forgiveness. We've we've been dealing with all kinds of craziness, all kinds of division, all kinds of hatred outside the church, inside the church, towards the church, from the church. People can be harsh. And if we're not careful as, as pastors and leaders, 
that can leave us with hard hearts. You know, can you share a little bit about this? Have you encountered some of this? Have you been challenged by some of this? And, and um, you know, what can we speak to this, to this yeah. kind of forgiveness issue? Yeah, it's like, just say the word 2020 and we all have to forgive all over again, right? Um, <laughs> we've joked about, like, it's not a swear word, but it could be, right? Um, no, I mean, yeah, I think forgiveness has been has been a learned discipline Mm. uh, that the Holy Spirit has shown me how huge it is for me in my life. Yeah. We're called to love and we're called to love others. And the quickest thing that will cut us out from the love of others is offense. And yet it's Jesus himself who told his disciples, which means he's telling us that offenses will come. That means there's no perfect world, no perfect mm-hmm. people. Offenses are going to come. So he kind of let us know up front. Yeah, it's going to come. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, forgiveness has been something that I've really had to learn. I anger is kind of my go to resentment. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot of that growing up. Uh, we fake it till we make it. We're yeah. like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But inside, oh, no, we're holding on to it. Yeah. Um, uh, I heard somebody explain it as almost like having a bag of rocks and those rocks are like retaliation rocks uh, that we hold on to, to just be able to pick up out of that bag and throw back at someone else whenever we needed to. And uh, I read that over a decade ago and was like, oh no, that's me. And so I think just realizing um, how sensitive we are, like for me, I'm not even a strong feeler. I'm actually very logical. My husband is like the strong feeler. I'm the strong thinker. <laughs> So I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not hurt. I'm not sad. I'm just mad. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of the same thing. It just looks differently. Right. And so, um, I've come to define that hurt is just an unmet expectation. Mm -hmm. It's like, I thought it would be this way. I I, I thought, I I thought it would have been done this way. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is actually what happened. Like it, it wasn't what I expected. Why didn't they? Why? And, you know, going back to even you talking about um, just the challenge of me as a female, Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I had always led with Matt, but when I transitioned to speaking and preaching uh, over, you know, seven years ago, there was a gentleman uh, in the foyer who walked up to me uh, after I preached one Sunday and he said, Hey, can you give this letter to your husband? And I knew like inside, I knew this. Mm. Is not good. Um, and the minute I felt that I was like, Sarah, don't pick up this offense. Like you have an opportunity right now. Like I wish he would have walked up and just said, that was an amazing message. And sure enough, I opened up the letter and it was a letter to my husband saying, why are you letting her do this? You're out of the will of God. And, you know, all of these things. And honestly, on that day, I was actually pretty proud of myself for like not picking that (laughs) up. Right. So we have every opportunity uh, to be mad, to be upset, to hold offense against others. Um, And yet, we that in that place, we have a choice. We always have a choice. No matter yeah. what happens to us, no matter what others do to us, no matter what that unmet expectation is, we still have a choice. We can pick up that offense. We can hold on to that retaliation rock. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, or we can say, nope, I'm not even going to do it. I'm not going to take the bait. I'm going to choose to forgive. And I think forgiveness um, has been one of the things for me that has just kept my heart soft, open to others, because we're called to, to, to be with people like all the time. You know, we're yeah. not creating widgets like we're here to share the love of Jesus in the way that we do that. You know, there's a scripture that says that people can't see God. They can't see him, mm-hmm. see his love through us. Like that is, wait, what? Like that's yeah. a, that's a big calling, but that means that we have to continually forgive because I don't want people to be tasting bitterness or anger or, you know, like, Oh, you can tell that, you know, she smells like what she's been through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, I think the choice to forgive um, is a, is a, is constantly there for us as leaders. Christian leaders around the world are taking advantage of their free annual subscription to the avail journal. After all, each one of us should be taking the next step in our leadership journey. When you sign up for a free annual subscription to the Avail Journal, you'll enjoy interviews, articles, resources, and much more. For more information and to get subscribed today, visit availjournal.com. You know, here's the tricky thing, Pastor Sarah. Here's the tricky thing. We know that. We know that's the right answer. I should say amen to that. But the moment that somebody that you spent five years loving on and helping and caring for suddenly has some kind of negative opinion and starts sharing it with everybody and leaves and takes some people with them. Whoo! We know that forgiveness is, is the biblical godly thing, but man, that could be, that could be hard, you know, or, 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 or even, or even when, when things are said that are lies, you know, and as leaders, a lot of times people say, Oh, nice to be a leader. You get, you know, recommend you get the accolades and recognition and, and, you know, there is some great things that come with leadership, but man, there's, there's a price that's paid as well. And sometimes I think it's hard. We know the answer is forgiveness, but it's not always that easy. I think that's why David said, like, search me, God, see if there's any offensive way in me because every single day and it is hard. So I'm not saying it like it's the right Christian thing to say. I'm saying it like every day going, okay, God, like, what, am I hurt anywhere? Did somebody say yeah. something yesterday? And and it's not a quick choice to forgive. It's a deep yeah. choice to forgive. It's recognizing what they did, yeah. how they made you feel. You know, that it's coming to, to the realization of the pain that you actually feel. It's not denying, forgiveness is not denying your pain. Mm. It's actually recognizing your pain and choosing to release them because of your own heart. And I think the enemy so oftentimes gets us to think like we're letting them off the hook when right. we forgive. And that's not true. Uh, you know, trusting them or loving, you know, trusting them and loving them are two different things. So, yeah. you know, yeah. the choice to to trust again or whatever that that's going to be a, a reconcile. That's even different than choosing to forget. We can make that choice, but it's slowing down again, like with our hearts and going, yeah, that's. Yeah. That actually did hurt when that person left. Like we were at the hospital room with them. Like we were, uh, what we did, what we poured out, we gave them everything. And then they turned around and yeah, but it's the same thing Jesus did. You know, Jesus. (laughs) And if we're going to say we're following Jesus, then we always have a choice. We always have a choice. You know what's dangerous? You know what's dangerous? Let me kind of push back and see your thoughts here. You know what's dangerous is... Okay, you know, it hurt me. I'm not going to carry. I'm going to kind of let it go. But from this point moving forward, I ain't letting anybody else in. Yeah. 
because now I'm defensive. I'm putting some walls up because I'm not going to let anybody else do what he did or what she did. And, but there's but there's a danger there because now I'm building now I'm building walls and walls keep out people that will hurt me, but they may also keep out people that will help me. That's a, that's a tricky line, right? Right. And then we convince ourselves, no, those are just boundaries. And you're like, no, it's a wall. So, you know, there's a day, right? There's, a, there's healthy boundaries with unsafe people. Um, and that's okay. Put up a healthy boundary with unsafe people, but don't put up walls around people that God's trying to, to be your, your new friend. He's got new friends for you. He's got new people coming into your church and they need all of the love uh, that you have for them. Yeah, that's good. That's good. This is good talk. And speaking of uh, leadership. We're leading a staff, you know, we're leading a staff team in our churches, you know, and people who are leading in maybe in their organizations. I think this, we need to be aware that they're also walking through this, you know, that yeah. we, we're leading a youth pastor who might deal with a situation with one of their students or the parents. And we're leading, you know, other leaders in ministry who are serving and helping and might get some, some hurtful things said about them, you know, how do we, how do we lead them well in, in, in this issue of forgiveness? Yes, absolutely. I think one of the biggest things is to keep being real about ourselves. So if you're around yeah. our staff or our team, they're going to, they're going to tell you, not because I I don't name names and people, but you know, enough illustratively and they see, right. They saw that family leave. They see, yeah. you know, Hey everybody, I'm having to go through some grief right now. I'm choosing to forgive. I'm slowing down with my heart. And it Good. really allows them to realize, Oh, okay, this permission for this to hurt permission for this pain to be real, but also, you know, here's the, here's the example of mm. how to do it. And it's so true. It's, I mean, our team's facing it like never before with others in the church and with their family members, even, and their team members. I mean, offense and division has always been the enemy strategy, but it really mm -hmm. does seem to be at an all time high right now. The cancel culture, social media, where people are taking out their grudges and their aim in front of everyone. And so I think more more than ever before, yep. uh, we have to, as, le as leaders, keep helping our team and others to go like, yes, this is hurt. Like, this is hard. This is, yeah. but there still is a choice to forgive. And, you know, and even just sit down and go, hey, can I lead you through that prayer? Right? Like it, when we're talking about even, you know, just how do I slow down? We'll show them how to do it. Maybe yeah. they never grew up in a home uh, where forgiveness was present. And so just to slow down and to choose to forgive is new to them. Well, okay, walk it through it. Let's pray yeah. right now. You ready? Heavenly Father, <laughs> just yeah. as you've forgiven me, I choose to forgive so-and-so for how they hurt me and how they made me feel. Yeah. And I release them to you. God, would you bless them? We'll pour out love on them. And we give you, you know, we give them to you in Jesus name. Amen. And the freedom that will come just in an instant. So it's, it's huge. The cancel culture is huge. Division is huge. So I think we have to keep doing it and then just keep showing others how to do it too. Yeah, that's good. Especially as we're leading, we have to, we can't lead where we haven't been. And it's hard to lead people through something that we're not willing to do. So for the health of our people, it's good for us to do it. Yes. Um, I love that. You know, you know, heading to the final stretch of this leadership conversation. Um, I think with all these things that's been, that, that, that have been escalated and magnified in these last couple of years, because of what we've gone through, it seems like many leaders are feeling the temptation to throw in the towel and to say, you know what? I'm done. I'm out of here. Um, even pastors. I mean, even pastors. And and uh, can we talk a little bit about that? Just the, the yeah. aspect of perseverance and not quitting when when maybe that people are feeling to do that. 
Yeah, you know, uh, for me, I faced this. I, I I literally wanted to throw in the towel for the first time in my life in the wow. fall of 2020. Um, and I'm not a quitter. I'm like, throw it all on my back. You mm-hmm. know, as a matter of fact, if anything, I just ha- I've had to learn. No, 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 I'm actually not strong. It's in my weakness that his power is made perfect. Yeah. But I I have been made to be more like, no, I'm good. Like um, if my husband were here, he would be laughing going, I'm the one who says two or three times a week, like, I'm going to quit, you know. We would, you know, we would laugh about, you know, dreaming about, man, what would it be like to be a, a pizza delivery person? <laughs> like, that just sounds fun. Or to be a Starbucks barista. Like, that that looks like a fun. No, actually, they have to deal with people. But, um, you know, uh, and then, you know, and Matt and I would laugh in those moments, you know, and we'd say, oh, my goodness. And we'd be taking over the, the, the Domino's chain and trying to figure it out, you know. So the leadership would just continue to rise no matter, you know, uh, where we find ourselves. Uh-huh. Um, but in the fall of 2020, I found that 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 place for me. I mean, it was just a, a battle of betrayal and um, just hit after hit after hit after yeah. hit after hit and um, accusations that were so intense. Wow. And um, for the first time, we didn't say it joking like, <clears throat> oh, you know, pizza would be fun. I said it more like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. Um, and uh, we were having a conversation uh, with our pastors, Pastor Todd and Julie Mullins. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And he looked right right up at me and he was like, hey, he who began a good work and you mm. will complete it. He's like, you are not a quitter. You are a strong finisher. And I was like, yes, I am. And, um, you know, I can laugh about it now, but it was a really low moment. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to finish. And that day I made the decision like, all right, I'm not quitting. We're not throwing in the towel. You know, God's got a calling and he's got an assignment on our lives and he's not finished. And, um, and, and God did it. Like God shut the mouth of, you know, the the lion and uh, there, there was just, and then for me, just so much freedom on the other side and just decision. And, you know, I can only now in retrospect, look back and just see, like we were just with a ministry couple and uh, just ministering to them uh, uh, just this past weekend. And um, I, I had a moment where I thought, what if we would have quit? Like, where would they have gone? Like in yeah. this moment. And I, I just have to reflect in those moments on there is something when the battle is raging, there's something on the other side that we can't see. There are people who do need us. There's going to be victory on the other side. Um, but we have to be courageous and um, and just even know, because I do think that people have been through so much pain um, that, you know, grief is a process and it's okay mm-hmm. to slow down and to grieve and to get a counselor, do whatever, you know, talk with the pastor of your own, whatever you've got to do um, to get on the other side of where you're at, but don't quit. Don't Mm. quit in the middle. Don't quit because God's kingdom is worth fighting for. And there are others on the other side of whatever valley you might be in that are going to need it. So I think people are definitely in that place of wanting to give up or even just, you know, give up on their faith or their marriages or, you know, they've just endured so much trauma and drama. So I think it's a season to slow down, make sure that we're getting the, the soul health that we need, but don't quit in the middle. I have this sense in my spirit that a lot of leaders need to hear needed to hear this right now. Uh, I don't normally we don't normally do this on on this podcast structure, but can we just take a a moment 
Pastor Sarah, can you just can you just pray for the for those pastors, those leaders, men, women that that are in this moment considering giving? Can you just pray right now for them? I'd love to. Yeah. Heavenly Father, you see your son, you see your <clears throat> daughter, you see couples, you see those who are just facing yes, battle that's raging. The storm is raging. They're not sure why. They're not sure how it's going to end. And Father, there you see the temptation to mm. win. And yet, God, you are greater. It's a Goliath moment for some people, Yes, uh, but they are David. God, I pray that you would speak, uh, Jesus, uh, your life, your truth, your hope. God, right now that hope would rise, that hope would rise in the hearts, that the calling that you have given them would be stronger than Mm. any lie of the enemy. We just rebuke the fear. We rebuke every lie. And God, we pray that your truth would come forward. God, that your kingdom is worth fighting for and that they have been chosen for such a time as this. Father, I pray that uh, anyone who is grieving and just in that place, like Mm. I was, uh, God, that just needs to slow down, forgive, uh, just recognize uh, your voice uh, more, God, that you would be there. Holy Spirit, you would bring comfort, you would bring your love, and that, Father, they would know that they're not alone. You are there with them. God, I pray for faith to rise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You thought Thank you're you. listening in. You're watching right now. You thought you were going to throw in the towel. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Not, the Lord's not, not done. <laughs> the Lord's not done. I love that. So this has been good. Um, I'd love. I'd love to share with people how they can connect with you before we kind of go to a final thought. Uh, how can people connect with you? I think there's people leaning in right now that want to know more about how to connect with you. Maybe maybe social media and some websites. Great. Um, my social media, I'm on Instagram. It's uh, Sarah underscore J underscore Keller. And then uh, Facebook is just Sarah Keller. Uh, our website for our church is nextlevelchurch.com. And then anyone who are pastors, maybe couples, mm. uh, maybe I just prayed that over you and you're like, now what? Uh, you do feel alone. We have uh, our relational network, which is uh, for pastors uh, who might be feeling like you are. So that's nextlevelrelationalnetwork.com. Woo, you guys heard it right there. Nextlevelrelationalnetwork.com. That could be a good next step for some of you pastors, uh, maybe pastor couples as well that maybe don't feel like you're connected to a tribe, to a family, a community of leaders. This is a great opportunity to connect. Uh, I love this. Uh, pastor Sarah, before before I, I, I want to throw like a couple off the cuff questions for you, just kind of fun at the end here. Any, anything you're really good at that people don't know, like something that like 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 uh some some talents or or hidden talents <laughs> um hidden talent my my husband would laugh um because he says i have so many talents but i'm like i don't know if i have many talents but um i'm really good at binge at binge watching uh every once in a while so. all right you know, um, so you know the scoop on what what <laughs> I have. Uh, I have a crazy talent that I can make my eyes go out. Um, I don't know if you want to see that. I'd love to see uh, it. I'd all right, see here it. we go. Ready? Wow. Yeah, it's a little weird. Wow. For uh, those of you yeah. wa- listening only on audio podcast, Pastor Sarah just did an amazing trick with her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here, here's here's another question. Here's another question. Uh, what excites you about the church right now? What excites you? 
What excites me is that it's a new season to build. And I don't think this is a rebuilding season. It's a Mm. building season. Wherever we find ourselves, we get to build with whatever we have, whatever tools are in our hands. Um, And then it just gets me really excited because I actually think people are so hungry right now. Like everything that we've been through, uh, not only us, but what the world has been through, I think is just made people more hungry. So like even for our church, I just sense a hunger. People are going through the motions right now. They are desperate for Jesus. And I think that's a recipe for revival. So that gets me fired up. I love it. I love it. Hey, this gets me fired up. The Avail Journal is a leadership magazine for Christian leaders and pastors. You've seen it around, uh, Pastor Sarah. What do you think? Do you think leaders need resources? I mean, that, that's absolutely, my absolutely, one hundred percent. And that's an incredible one. It not only feels great because I'm kind of, you know, I'm a, like what the quality is. It's yeah. incredible, but your content is amazing. The one you're holding up actually has Pastor Lori Champion on the front of it. She's my friend. So mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> good incredible. stuff. Yes, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> yeah, what I love about the Avail Journal um, is that it really embodies the holistic view of leadership within the Christian community, which includes men, women, older generation, younger generation, multicultural, multiculturally diverse voices. Love it. If you do not yet uh, subscribe to the Avail Journal, we're going to give you a year for free. Claim your free annual subscription by going to availjournal.com. You're going to love it. Amazing resources, amazing articles, availjournal.com. Pastor Sarah, we're at the end of this awesome journey. This has been awesome. It really has been. I think people have really been leaning in and receiving a lot. What's just, what's on your heart to leave them with today? I think the last thing I would just say is as a leader, um, there's always more to do. So there's <laughs> always more to do. Um, but don't forget about the one thing that is better, which we learned from the story of Mary and Martha. Yeah. When Martha was in the kitchen. And you know, what I love about that story is that Martha, uh, she wasn't, uh, Jesus wasn't reprimanding her for working in the kitchen. She wasn't, he wasn't reprimanding her for the doing. Um, but he was trying to illuminate that her sister Mary chose the better thing. There's something that's good. And then there's something that's better. better. And there's always something to do. And those are good things. But the better thing is to find yourself at the feet of Jesus. So as a leader, to never forget that that's the place you'll find your fulfillment. That's the place you'll find your joy. That's the place that you'll find healing, forgiveness, freedom. And when we slow down with him, then we can slow down with others and we will lead better. Love it. Love it. Love it. Boom. Drop the mic. This has been a great episode of the Avail podcast. Uh, Pastor Sarah, on behalf of Dr. Sam Chand, Martin Van Tilburg, the whole Avail team, we just want to thank you. We, we honor you. We bless your life and we're thankful for your leadership. Thank you. Hey, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Avail podcast. As always, we want to give you a year subscription to the Avail Journal, availjournal.com. And remember, the website where you can connect with Pastor Sarah and their team is nextlevelrelationalnetwork.com, the church's website, nextlevelchurch.com. And remember, Let's combat against that fear. Let's learn how to forgive and let's persevere. We're not quitting. The Lord is with us. Thanks for connecting with us, everybody. My name is Virgil Sierra, your host here on Avail. We'll catch you next time right here on the Avail podcast. 
Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail podcast with our guest, Sarah Keller. You can connect with Sarah by going to nextlevelchurch.com and their relational network by going to nextlevelrelationalnetwork.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. As always, I'm your Avail Media host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Podcast.